Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So it's summer, and Lynn and I are taking a little bit of a break, so we're offering a mini episode instead of a full-length one. So just a reminder, if you need a full-length episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of our past episodes because you will hear something you didn't hear before when you listen again because I always learn something that Lynn says that I didn't catch the first time because, lady, you talk fast and you talk densely. I talk fast and densely. (laughs) Yes, you do. And as my husband said the other day, a lot. Welcome to Fluster Clucks with Lynn Lyons, where we talk about worry and other big feelings in parenting. I'm your co-host, Robin. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law, and I'm here to ask your questions. And I'm Lynn Lyons. I'm an anxiety expert, speaker, mom, and author, and I've been a therapist for over 30 years. Parenting can be a Fluster Clucks, and I'm here to help you find your way. So I have something I want to talk to you about because we did an episode a few weeks ago where you were saying parents of all types, but especially anxious parents, have a pattern of sharing too much information. Mm -hmm. And I was traveling this past week and I sat behind a family with about a four-year-old or a three-year-old. It was like right out of the episode. She was talking to her son and telling him and narrating the entire experience of the flight for him. I guess the best example is when the plane was starting to descend, she was describing the descent and she was saying, and this is how we're going to get off the plane. And this is how people line up. It was sort of like you always say, like talk 85% less. Mm -hmm. She was talking a lot to the point where if the little boy was really listening to her, you know, there wasn't any time for him to look around and look out the window and just sort of wonder. Right. I saw that. And here's the thing. When we started this podcast, it was in lockdown. It was in lockdown last year. So I was just in my house. But now we're out and about again. So I'm seeing all of these (laughs) things in real life, like play out in front of me. And I want to say that this mom was clearly so loving. She had an infant in her arms too. And, you know, she was such a loving mom. And so attentive, right? And so tuned in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I was imagining if I had a conversation with her and if I wanted to say like, I'd love for you to listen to this, you know, podcast, you know, (laughs) I was imagining like how she would react and whether or not she could understand how this very loving way that she really works hard to be, would she understand that tweak of how do I stay tuned in and how do I not narrate my child's experience to the point where they just become used to their lives being narrated and planned and described to the point where then when that's missing, they feel like something's off. That's what I was imagining is given how much information she shares all the time, the son's just gotten used to it. So when he doesn't have that information, problems. It becomes background noise too. It's like the guy hiking up the mountain that I talked about 
in one of the previous nuggets, right? Where he was just the whole time and he was using a lot of safety chatter, like watch out, oh, step, blah, 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 blah. But you bring up an interesting point is what happens when you are constantly providing all of the input and you're constantly predicting for your child what's going to happen next. Right. They're not tolerating uncertainty because they're never Mm -hmm. given a chance. Right. And so what you want to do is like having those conversations is great, but as a little tip, ask questions rather than just provide information. So if you've got a little three or four year old saying like, how long do you think it's going to take? Or what sound do you think when the tires hit the tarmac or whatever you want to say, or, you know, say, I wonder, and then be quiet. And just because when you say to a kid, I wonder what, or I wonder how you're planting this seed and you're getting their imagination going. Right. So this is the same thing. Actually, this reminds me, Robin, of the difference between directed play and non-directed play. So there's a lot of research that shows that when kids are involved in activities where adults are saying, "Okay, so now we're going to play this game and here are the rules and now we're going to play this game and now we're going to play this game compared to letting kids just play that that is a really important part of their development, not only socially because they're figuring out how to interact with kids without parents and adults stepping in all the time, but really just allowing their imaginations, allowing their creativity, allowing these big open spaces in their brains to be filled up with all sorts of different ideas. And that's the difference really between sort of prompting and narrating. Interestingly, I was thinking a lot about this family while I was sitting behind them and thinking about, well, okay, if someone had been watching me when my firstborn and I were on a plane, was I doing any of that too? Mm -hmm. And I'm not judging this mom. It's that it's so easy that our well-intended efforts aren't necessarily the best guided ones. But then I saw a family sit next to me in a gate as I was changing planes. And it was exactly what you said. This was a little girl about the same age. And she had a thousand questions. Mm -hmm. And so their conversation was the mom answering the questions and then asking the daughter more questions. Mm -hmm. Right. I could tell like that was a, I didn't get like that anxiety vibe. I just thought like, well, there's a little chatterbox and there's a mom encouraging a lot of interesting thought and staying connected with a lot of great conversation. Yeah. And a lot of curiosity. And then remember, too, that when kids are asking questions, it's totally fine to say, gosh, I don't know. I wonder what's going to happen. You know, like, and lots of times parents feel like they have to answer all the questions with facts and information. And it really is okay to say, gosh, that's a really good question. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Or I wonder how many ways that could happen. And again, we're looking at developing cognitive flexibility so that you're capable of looking at all sorts of different options and possibilities. Remember, when you're modeling this for your child, you're just helping them create all these different neural pathways and all these different synapses and all of this stepping in. And how am I going to be observant? How am I going to lift up my eyes and my ears and take in all of these things around me? When you talk about observing these families, then how many families do you observe where they're all just sitting there and everybody's looking at a screen and there's no observing. It's, it's sort of, to me, it's when I go into the grocery store 
And I get it because I had kids two years apart and going to the grocery store. I think I told the story about how they were like, I would let them eat candy off the floor over by the candy machines. (laughs) So happily so, like yeehaw, let them go eat the candy off the floor. But when I see kids in the grocery store now and parents will give them an iPad and parents will give them a phone to keep them occupied and busy while they're grocery shopping, again, I get it. But and I'm talking about little kids, like three-year-olds, four-year-olds, two-year-olds, being able to take that opportunity to say, how many yellow things can we see? How many green things can we see? Like we've just got to make sure that we are prompting that curiosity and that observation of the world around them. That's really what we want to pay attention to. And that's my question to you that I was thinking about with this, with the first mom who was sort of narrating her son. And I can mm-hmm. tell if she came into your office or if you, if you were sitting next to her, I was just thinking about how hard it would probably be for her to understand what you're saying. Like, I think that she would say she puts so much effort into what she's doing. Yeah. And so it just brought up an, a bigger, interesting point that, I think people don't understand how anxiety weaves through so many things and it doesn't always present as like a very obvious nervous person. Mm -hmm. There just has to be a conversational shift of anxiety is really about how do you manage the uncertain, right? Right. And I'm sure you clearly have been thinking about this for over 30 years and have a lot to say about that. Well, I think that the creation of certainty oftentimes gets mistaken as competence right? You want to be a competent parent. So you want to make sure that everything goes as planned. And there are so many jobs and things that we do where this idea of certainty is really valued, right? If you're a surgeon, you want certainty. If you're an airline pilot, you want certainty. If you're a, you know, I don't know, I could come up with a bunch of different things. But I think it's important to recognize that there are places in which we really do want to plan and have certainty, but the skill of life that I talk about so often is what do you do when you can't get that certainty and what do you do when you have to change paths, right? If we look at certainty and creating predictability and making sure that everything goes the way that it needs to go, if we mistake that as competence, we forget the other part of it is how do you adjust, how do you adapt How do you teach your kids that it's okay when things don't go as planned and give them the skills to problem solve when you need to make a change? This is why in your job as a travel expert, that's something that, of course, you're trying to make the experience go smoothly, but then how do you adjust and adapt when things don't go smoothly? And I'm sure that you see the difference in families that you work with, that there are some families that are really capable of doing that and some families that are not capable of doing that. You know, for anyone who flies a lot, you always know Mm -hmm. the people who fly a lot versus the people who don't fly a lot when the captain will announce some sort of delay. The people who fly a lot like me, we're like, okay. Yeah. The people who don't fly a lot go, oh, geez. And they like, you you know, they make this big overreaction. <laughs> like, that, cause that's another episode you talked about. And then you see the panic, right? Like, oh my God, we're going to miss our, yep, you are. Yeah, 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 you are. And so that, that whole idea of like th- throwing the unknown at someone and having to pivot and having to adapt. Mm-hmm. If we were to change the language around anxiety or change the perception around anxiety of we really want to learn how to manage uncertainty. 
because mm-hmm. we're given it every day. If to have that conversation with that mom, let's think about how you feel about uncertainty and how do you think you could, you know, help your son feel more prepared for things that don't happen as planned. If you are a mom who's trying to keep your calendar organized, keep your family's appointments where they need to be, then I'll tell you, the Skylight Calendar is a product that you ought to check out. You know how it is. Running a household can be pure chaos and it can be so stressful. This is why you need to check out the Skylight Calendar. It is going to make your life easier, mom. It really is. The Skylight Calendar is a smart touchscreen calendar and organizer for all your chores, groceries, to-do lists and a great way to manage appointments to make sure they never overlap and they're never missed. It helps keep busy households on track so families can get time back for moments that really matter. The Skylight Calendar is so easy to use and to set up. It's not going to frustrate you. You're going to be able to get it going within minutes. It syncs events from other family calendars, including Google, Apple, Outlook. You can add events directly using the touch screen or with the free Skylight mobile app. Updates to linked calendars will automatically appear on the Skylight calendar at home. So no more worrying that you guys are going to forget something. No more cluttered paper calendars. It shows all family events together in one spot. The events are color coded so you can easily see what everyone has going on each week. When the calendar's not in use, you can turn it into a digital picture frame. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love the Skylight calendar, you'll receive a full refund. They offer a 120-day money-back guarantee and free returns. You can't beat it. I think the feature that I love most is the collaborative way we can all add to the grocery list. And then when I'm ready to place an online order, whether I'm at home or my office, I have that list and there's no more items that we forget. So as a special time-limited offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash flusterclucks. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash flusterclucks. Mother's Day is coming right up. So order today to get 15% off your purchase at skylightcal.com slash flusterclucks. I really have to pay attention to hydrating properly. I work out a lot. I talk all the time, as you know. I am pretty active and I don't drink enough water. So I'm constantly thinking about how it is that I am going to hydrate in the best way possible. And I'll tell you, if my water has a little bit of flavor, it's so much easier for me. And if I can get those electrolytes, if I can get more bang for my buck, it's just so much better. I have been using liquid IV. I put it into a huge glass. I put it into the refrigerator. It's cold. It's very tasty. I've been putting it in my water bottle when I go to the gym. The packaging is so convenient. I actually look forward to drinking it, which is not something that comes naturally to me. I love the lemon lime flavor. They've got a sugar-free apple. 
option that is really great. So I think that if you're somebody like me that has a difficult time getting in the amount of hydration that you need for your body, Liquid IV is a great option. One stick, 16 ounces of water, it hydrates better than water alone. It's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, and it doesn't have all that sugar. It doesn't have artificial sweeteners. Eight vitamins and nutrients just for your everyday wellness. It's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code FLUSTER at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code FLUSTER at liquidiv.com. The thing that really, you know, gets me as I listen to people talk about anxiety and as even if I he- if I read books about it or whatever comes across my brain is that people perceive and people are taught and schools and therapists and a lot of other people talk about certainty as the opposite of anxiety. Anxiety is not the opposite of certainty. Tolerating uncertainty is the opposite of anxiety. And that is a key differentiation that we need to make. Getting rid of uncertainty is not how we cure anxiety or deal with anxiety. And yet that's a pretty pervasive belief. Right. They want to attack it with control rather than tolerance. That's right. In order to make you less anxious, we have to create certainty. And what we know is that actually makes the problem worse. That's the paradox of it. Yep. So it's little adjustments. It's just keeping, you know, so, so if we were to say, I'm laughing because there's somebody who was on a plane last week and was like, oh my God, was Robin sitting in front of me? But I want parents to just recognize that you just have to make these small adjustments, right? So you just have to say, okay, so the next time that we go and do something, the next time I take my little child out into the world, I'm going to just pay attention. If I'm a narrator, if I'm a certainty creator, if I'm a give a lot of information person, I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm going to say, gosh, what do you think? Just making those small adjustments and just paying attention to it really, really helps, right? Just tweak it. Just tweak it. Well, the anxiety audit is still available for the remainder of the month of July. A lot of people have signed up for it. I think it's a great thing to do over the summer because if this mom did the anxiety audit, she might recognize a pattern of worry that she didn't realize was fueled by anxiety or Mm -hmm. in this sort of control situation. I love the anxiety audit. So grab it while you can. And I will mention also that the next course that we're releasing very soon is your course on working with anxious kids. For parents. For parents, yes. For parents. All these courses are for parents, even though I still believe that an older teen, you know, 16 and above would get a lot out of the anxiety audit too. Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. Yep. We've got our Canyon Ranch retreat in October. So if you're thinking about joining us, we know it it is a luxury experience. If you've ever been to Canyon Ranch, you know what I'm talking about. And if you feel like, you know, after the year we've had, you want to treat yourself and you want to have a sense of community and gosh, so many cool things to do. You get time with me, (laughs) which I have to laugh. My family would be like, oh my God, time with her. Yes, time with me. 
talking too much apparently, but it's a really, really fun experience. Yeah. And to clarify too, at the retreat, because someone reached out and asked this question, who signed up, you get a pre-retreat phone call with Lynn. You get a private session with Lynn during the retreat and then a follow-up call as in addition to these small group workshops with everyone, with Lynn and me. Mm -hmm. This is actually how the podcast sort of became a thing. So I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. It's totally fun. So join our Facebook group this summer and you'll be notified first of these courses and events that we're having. So thanks for listening to another episode of Fluster Clucks. It's so great to have you with us. Enjoy your summer and we will be back at it in full force before you know it. Bye, Lynn. Bye, Robin. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.